Make it like 20 feet past that. There's like an eight or nine. <laughs> just laying there, dude. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I cast that one. Hey, man. But you know what? We got no tire, but it's all good. I just found five bucks in that guy's yard back there. And I was like, what? Well, what's up, everybody who's tuned in to listen to Caleb Taylor and Nick Marsh? If you're coming from any of the other stuff we've posted before, most likely the How to Fish in College series, uh, we appreciate you guys listening to that and for tuning back in with our just daily, weekly chats. Chats, man. Chats <laughs> about life, chats about fishing, chats about sports. Um, lots of stuff. We want to kind of keep it in the college fishing world today. You know, Nick and I had a really successful career. Uh, fishing in college both as partners and just individuals and Nick was actually fortunate enough to win an event which not everyone can say I did not win a college event and he did it was a, a BASS Southern Tour college event which is, is is really impressive for a northern angler to go to the south it was on Pickwick Lake and to get that win so I kind of want to recap that with him and let him do most of the talking and I'll just kind of ask questions oh, but uh, because I think it's important to know what it takes to win a tournament and and sometimes it's not what we think it is and uh, he's going to kind of tell you that whole story yeah so I, I guess I mean I don't know quite where to start but where did you keep the fish basket <laughs> it was a large barrel first off <laughs> we had 20 of them <laughs> so yeah gosh I mean just what an experience it was I um I had uh, I had Jared get a hold of me, my partner for that tournament. Him and I were talking a bit last night. Even um, I haven't talked to him in months, and he just happened to reach out last night. And we were just chatting a little bit and talking about that tournament. And my gosh, man, that was just uh, it was it was just a crazy week. Um, you know, to start off, I mean, and Caleb, you know, she put in so much time. So much time and effort on the water, fishing these tournaments, you travel all over, you know, um, you do all this research and then, you know, you just expect to do well. Like you put all that pressure on yourself. Yep. And uh, I know I do that, especially, I mean, I'm, I'm, I do, I, I just put a lot of pressure and weight on my own shoulders to, to do well and be I think, successful. I think it came with the territory and the success of the past. I mean, we were right. both pretty successful high school anglers and then going to a, a scholarship program, like the yeah, pressure's there. Exactly. And, so, um, you know, we had a couple close calls fishing um, tournaments, Caleb and I together, and then Caleb yeah. got out of there, graduated, and uh, yeah, more than enough, right? He graduates, um, you know, still there for another extra semester. <clears throat> so luckily I got to fish a whole nother year. So, man, this, this trip, um, you know, we start off, we get down there, and, um, you know, right out the gate, like, first day of practice goes by, and fish some stuff and I don't even know it might have been the first or second day I think it was the second day down there um <laughs> we're going down we're down at Pickwick Lake all right so I don't know if many of you um familiar with that Florence area but um you know to get to any of the launches like if you go up to Natchez Trace or if you go up to um what's another Waterloo um if you go up to like Waterloo Waterloo, Waterloo <laughs> you got to uh you got to kind of take some back roads so we get we just get out of town, Jared and I, and uh, you know we made it all the way down there fine. Um, we had just changed out um, before we you know hit the road. Did a bunch of maintenance on the trucks, um, you know, did maintenance on the the boats and the trailers, and changed out tires and whatnot. So we get going out of town, and uh, we're about probably fifteen minutes from town, 
and we're about 20 minutes or so from Waterloo, probably. So I'm coming around this corner. We got the 18 foot Ranger behind us, single axle trailer. Come around this corner, I'm probably doing 55. Just boom, boom. And I'm like, oh my gosh. What smoke. The heck, what the heck is smoke? There? I look back, there's just billows of smoke coming out from under the boat. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I can just feel the boat just like, like just drop and like just hit the ground, man. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Pure panic, right? So I'm like, trying to stop this thing at, you know, 55 mile an hour with one wheel. You know, I'm like slamming on the brakes, trying to get over the shoulder. So I get over the shoulder, we stop, we're all good. And about that time, as we're stopping, Jared looks at me and he goes, he goes, dude, what just happened or something like that? And he said something and all of a sudden, the tire went flying past the truck at like 50 <laughs> mile an hour and was just down the center lane of the road. And he's like, oh, he just did, he was just like, oh, like instantly knew like, yep, there goes the there tire. There goes the tire. It's good. She gone. She gone. So that was the start to our trip, man. It was, um, it was just, it was, yeah, it was wild. Um, so this tire goes flying down the road. Jared's sitting there. We're freaking out. I get out and, uh, you know, what ended up happening was basically, the integrity of that axle, um, you know, something happened with the seal. It heated up. It only takes a mile or so for those things to heat up, especially on a single axle trailer. And um, the the axle ex- completely exploded. So we started off our day two down there, um, you know, with a blown axle on a trailer. We have the boat on the trailer. We're sitting on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. Like, we don't even know where we're at. Like, we're just some side road. <sighs> so, yeah, that was... Um, so anyways, we got all taken care of. I got pictures and videos of us. You can check it out on my Instagram of us loading this boat on the trailer with one wheel onto a flatbed truck trailer. But, but that's a story in itself because I, I, I remember talking to you about this. I wasn't at the tournament because my fishing career in college was over. But, I mean, the story of how you guys got it to the place where it got fixed and the fact that it got fixed and how you got helped out with that uh, – was pretty incredible uh, yeah i mean that absolutely that's a like you said that's a story in its own right there and i mean the guys down there it, it's just crazy and not to rag on northerners or anything but you know you, you come up here to michigan you get a flat tire on the side of the road people are they're driving past man they're for the most part they're like eh, i don't know i don't know that guy i don't think i'm gonna stop by so you know down there i'm telling you we we're on the side of the road for 30 seconds and i had like Every single car that came by was like, hey, man, hey, guys, we guys, you know, I see you guys are from out of town. Like, you guys need help. Like, I got a jack at my house. I can go get it right now. I'm only 30 minutes down the road. I'm like, only 30 minutes down the road and you're going to get a jack for me? Like, dude, it's, you know, we'll figure it out. That'll be all right. But so overwhelming support system from it all. But uh, anyway, so we're sitting outside this road. Things blown up. I'm panicking. I don't know. Not panicking, but I'm just like in awe. I don't know what to do. Um, I'm calling Coach Borton on the phone, and I'm like, hey, man, you know, here's the deal. He's not with us at this. One of the only tournaments that I've been to my whole college career that he didn't go to, and this happens. Blessing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. So it was just, uh, yeah, it was, that was, I'm on the phone with him. Meanwhile, I tell Dean, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm like, Jared, I need you to, I need you to go down the road and go get our tire. And he's like, what? I'm like, I don't know, the tire's down there somewhere. He's like, all right. So he goes down, he's fetching the tire. I'm on the phone with Borton trying to figure out how we're, you know, what we're going to do. And, you know, we still got to pre-fish somehow. That's not even on our minds. We're like, how do we fix this boat? Is the boat okay? Did it hit the ground? Um, you know, so sitting there doing that, I get a phone with Borton. 
you know, we figure this stuff out. I'm, I'm having a, um, a flatbed trailer come out. Um, guy's going to help us out, one of our buddies down there um, from the bait shop right in town there. Um, Scott Perkins, he was helping us out big time. That Perkins bait and yep. tackle right there, yep. right McFarland there Park. in McFarland yeah. Park. Good guys. Yep. Really awesome good guys. guys. So he helped us out. We got a trailer down there, or we got a flatbed trailer and all that, loaded up. Well, I'm waiting for this flatbed. Dean comes back with the tire. <laughs> so in my, my first initial reaction, you know, to backtrack a little bit, when this tire blew, I'm like panic. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Dude, I didn't tighten those lug nuts hard. Oh, like when no. I when we changed tires, I didn't tighten the lug right. nuts like enough or something because we did it by hand, you know. And we did it the night before we left in the parking lot at the Marilot, our sports center. So, so I'm like, worst case, worst. I'm like, dude, I, oh my god, this is all my fault, you know. So <laughs> then he comes back the tire. Well, it turns out the whole hub or the whole axle exploded. Literally, the lug nuts were still on the tire, and the whole thing had just sheared off. So I was like, that's good. So he comes back and he puts his tire down. And I'm like, I'm taking a video. I'm taking a Snapchat video of, like, what happened. And he, all of a sudden he just pulls out this crinkly, dirty $5 bill. And he goes, hey, man, but you know what? We got no tire, but it's all good. I just found five bucks in that guy's yard back there. And I was like, what? It's just what, a what lucky $5 bill. He's 600 yards down the road finding this tire, and he finds a $5 bill. And I'm like, dude, that's our lucky you $5 gotta keep bill. That. We're, don't ever spend that. That's our don't lucky $5 that. bill. <laughs> so that's a, that's the beginning of the week. So that all starts off. We end up loaning like a we had a nitro trailer that somehow it was for a 21-foot boat. Somehow we fit this 18-foot boat on there. You know, it just, I mean, it was just, uh, it was a day and a half. But anyways. so A lot that whole of... Day a what do you call that? <clears throat> Overcoming obstacles, I guess you could oh, say. Sure, adversity. Yeah. adversity. That's the word I was looking for. There you go. If you're a tournament angler, you know a lot about adversity. Gosh. And that's a good start to a week right there. No, so, <laughs> right. So I, this happens. Um, so while we're sitting there and we're dealing with, So we, we're sitting there and, and uh, you know, I kind of forgot about this. Right across the street, there's this house. Like I said, everyone was stopping. Everyone wanted to see what was going on. Everyone's offering help. Well, this old guy comes out of his house. <clears throat> and so I'm sitting there, and he comes over. He's talking to me for a minute. I said, oh, yeah, my buddy's down the road. He's getting the tire. And so he hops in his truck, and he drives down the road. So he picks he picks Jared up. They throw the tire in the back of his truck. He drives back down here. and <clears throat> So this, this older gentleman helped us out for the hour and a half that we were sitting there. We load this thing up. Just a crazy hassle to get on this trailer, flatbed trailer. Get into town, and we're leaving this guy's this house though. And his wife stops, and, and he like, you know, she looks at me and Jared. She goes, "I I feel so bad for you boys. I just I I hope that you guys win your tournament. You guys deserve to win." And I'm <laughs> like, "Man, I you know I hope you're right, lady. I hope we do win too, because that that'd be crazy." I appreciate but, that. Yeah, I was like, I appreciate that. So get down the road, get in town. You know, we end up getting this thing fixed um like i said scott perkins he helped us out a ton um there's a marina down there i can't remember the name of the place but <clears throat> they let us borrow their their boat lift so that we could get the boat off the broken trailer get it onto the new trailer and fix up our old trailer so we get home so meanwhile it's all going down we lose a whole day of pre-fishing <clears throat> so I think we had two days total, um, or three days total to pre-fish, so we lost a, we lost a whole day, and then the last day's cut short anyways. Luckily, I did a lot of research for this tournament. I knew where I wanted to look, um, you know, and I had a pretty good idea what the fish were, were going to be doing. So we had uh, 
going into the first day of the tournament, we had two areas. <clears throat> Mind you, we'd fished these areas, and I had um, in the one the one slough, Dean had a about a six and a half six six and a half plus pound bass just absolutely explode on a on a topwater bait. <clears throat> missed the bait, completely missed it, just knocked it out of the water. But it was five foot from the boat, so we, we both saw it. We're like, okay, good one. Ton of bait, ton of current rolling through here. It just it set up right. We only caught like two fish in there that didn't neither of them measure, but or they were like spotted bass. But we're like, okay, this is the right stuff though. Like I know we didn't get the right like bites, but we didn't fish real hard. We just jetted through it. And then our other area, um I think I caught like a three pounder and I saw a big one and that was really about it so going into the tournament it was funny it was super odd I've never had so much confidence going into a tournament on such lack of bites in like practice. there was right. right and there was a huge bite everyone knew about the big smallmouth bite up at the uh, dam yeah so that was like a no-brainer we knew we just had to go up there elbow our way in hopefully get a bite if we did get a bite great if not we'll go fish our stuff right so we end up doing that um day one rolls we start we go up to the dam catch a big small mouth bonus fish in our eyes we're like sweet it's like a three and a half pound small mouth sweet end up rolling down river i think it was the first morning we get into that slough where dean had that big one blow up and uh you know again it was just all set up right and I'm throwing this big old spinner bait, like a three quarter ounce spinner bait. And I roll cast this thing up into these those yellow flowers. Oh, yellow flowers. Uh, you guy. know about the yellow I've heard flowers. Of some yellow flowers before. <laughs> so <clears throat> rolls in through there, and I can just see one waking at it. Annihilates the thing. It's, you know, it's like a five pounder plus. Okay. Second fish in the boat. So we've got got pretty much ten pounds in the boat and two fish. Good good start. Yeah. Good start. Yeah. On your way. So throw that in the boat just start doing our thing and fishing and it's just one of those things man when tournaments go the way they're supposed to go when stuff happens right it just happens like you you blow out a tire on your trailer don't matter you still get out of the water for a little bit like to try and pre-fish the last day you find this makeshift trailer you're launching your boat every day of the tournament on this makeshift trailer you know you go up and you're like let's try and catch a bonus fish you get your bonus fish let's go into these spots that look right we didn't get a lot of bites but they should be there all of a sudden they just the fish are coming to you they're there they're coming to you and it's like everything's right so after the first day really i've never felt so dialed like we just i knew the fish what'd you you weigh on that first day do you Gosh, I can tell you. It was it's over like 20, 20 something. 21 and, 21 and change. And you guys were sitting like third <coughs> or fourth or second? I, I you, think we were tied for first. second. Tied no, for second? I think we were tied for second. Yeah, I think you're right. No. Yeah, so we were tied for second. So we knew we were in obviously a great position. Um, going into day two, um, you know, after that first day, felt pretty good. It felt like I knew where the fish were at. <coughs> second day rolled around. Little, you know, Lesser bites. We didn't. We didn't get the amount of bites that we did in our largemouth areas. We caught. We caught another um, kicker smallmouth up the dam. Dean lost one, and then we caught one. I think. So we got that. So that was good. Went to our largemouth areas, and uh, gosh, it, it just it changed a little bit. The water was start. It was real high all week, and it started right. dropping. Yep. So biggest thing is you got to adjust, right? So in my mind, I'm already starting to like two hours into the day. I'm like, where are they going? 
well, they're not going far. They want to spawn. Right. So <clears throat> first thing we caught them way up in those yellow flowers in the in the one slough. I noticed in the, that second day we caught them just a little farther off the bank. And um, the fish that we had caught way up in this buck brush that was like the day before was way up in there. Like you had to skip your jig as far back as you could to get bit. They moved from way back to the fronts. Mm-hmm. Just falling out just the water. Just falling out right. the water. So that... That second day in the slough wasn't as good, but it was probably the best, one of the best days in terms of um, the buck brush flipping bite. Um, you could just see them, like the water cleared up a little bit. And I remember going down the bank, I'm like, is that one on that brush? And he's like, I don't know, is that, uh, that looks like a four pounder, dude. That's a big fish, that's a fish, or either that or it's a stump. Mm-hmm. Flip the jig over next to it, and you just see the fish like dart, scoop it up, set the hook. Okay, that was that's a fish, fish, you know? Uh-huh. <clears throat> so. Just went right, so that happened. Third day, water dropped even more, and I noticed they started concentrating on very key, keys like pieces of cover in each pocket. So there was like this, there were two cypress trees, and on the left side of this one cypress tree, there was a big root that you could feel with your jig when you drug over, it, and it dropped into a hole, and there was always a fish in that hole. And then the next tree over, there was another. There was like there were two roots that you would feel back to back, and you sometimes you get caught in the first one. And if you didn't get caught and you got over top of it towards the back of the second, you'd get bit again. You'd get bit. Yeah. So it was just like, like I said, I was like, it, we just felt like we were dialed. So, so that second day went through. Largemouth bite was great in those areas. I mean, it was one of the things where, where I'm talking to a guy, and he's like, you know. 15 yards down the bank. I'm like, oh, you guys doing any good? And he's like, oh, you know, we just got one in the box. And I'm like, you know, you guys doing any good? And we're like, yeah, you know, we got, we got five so far. It's like two hours in the day. He's like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah we're doing pretty good. And he throws his bait at the one end of this laydown, and I throw it at the other, and he gets nothing, and I catch a three-pounder right in front of him. And he's like, really? Like, just you could tell it just took the wind right out of the sail. And I'm like, golly. Yeah, talk about that catch I heard where your bait was sitting there, and you're talking, I think, to Ronnie Moore. Oh my gosh! Uh, and Ronnie was following you around like the second or third day, and uh, you were just letting the jig soak. That was the final day. So, like I said, that water dropped. The fish concentrated. Um, there weren't as many fish in our area, so we had to go look for new water. So we went to this one area we had only fished once in practice. Just looked right again. It was the same kind of stuff. <clears throat> we're talking to this team, and um, after day two, we were in first place, I believe. And so mm-hmm. day three, you know, everyone we were kind of leading and. Going down this bank, and this guy's like, hey, man, he's like, you know, you going down this way or you going this way? And I'm like, I honestly, I don't know. I said, you know, you're good, dude. Go ahead and you can fish down that bank. Like, that's all, you know, if I want to fish, I'll just go behind you. I'm not worried about it. He's like, no, dude, it's it's all good. You know, like, we'll take off. You guys are in first. Like, I'm not worried about it. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, like, you don't have to do that. Like, you can go fish. It's all right. You know, sure. As I'm talking to this dude, I, I before I start talking to him, I, I flip my jig out to the base of the cypress tree. Well, I'm talking to him, talking to him, talking to him. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm going to feel my jig towards the end of the conversation, and I'm like, what the heck? Dude, my line had gone from the far right side of the boat. It went about probably 20 foot. It went to the other side of the boat, and it was midway between my boat and his boat. And I just reeled and just reeled, reeled, reeled. And just, I never even set the hook. Just reeled and picked the thing up and flung it in the boat. And I'm like, what What's just happened, dude? Yeah, that that's the kind of stuff <clears throat> right there. Right, so that's yeah. when it's your time, dude. It's just, it's just your time. Yeah, so... That all happens. And then um, it gets better. Then it gets better. <laughs> so then I'm like, we fish our three areas. I'm like, dude, we got to find new water. So I get on Navionics and I'm looking at all these sloughs. I'm like, let's go run up here. So we make a long run. And I was like, dude, I don't know. I said, that she, you know, I saw some cypress trees in the main river. Um, you know, and I know that that can be a big thing. Like, 
you know, the, those fish will pull up to just push shad on these banks when it gets sunny, especially like spawning season, and they'll get behind these cypress trees or just current breaks. I'm like, let's go fish those. So I had about six of them marked, or just where I remembered where they were at. So we went to the farthest one and started working our way back towards the dam. So we hit all these ones. We didn't get any bites. We get to the last one. And I flip out there and something, wham, just slammed. I set the hook, nothing's there. I'm like, dude, I swear that was a fish. I flip back in there. You know, I catch one that's two and a half or so, high two. Throw it in the boat. I'm like, oh, okay, that's, we got to go find more water. So we go looking. At this point, we got about 16 pounds of the boat, maybe, not even. Right. No, we didn't have that because we had uh, a lot of small ones that day. We probably had like 14, maybe. I mean, we had a bunch of twos. Like, we had, might have one three, maybe. So get back into this pocket. <clears throat> Haven't been back in there. We caught some fish around this one corner. Fished around that area we knew, didn't get bit, water was dropping, went into a new area. All of a sudden, we're just like, I put the troll motor on high, and I'm like cruising to the back pocket. There's one cypress tree in the back of this pocket. I'm like, all right, we're going to that one cypress tree. Get all the way to that freaking tree. Mm-hmm. Too shallow. Can't get to it. I'm like, 50, to it. I'm like 50 yards short of it. Right. I can't get to I'm it. It's in like six inches of water. Not happening. Turn around, go back out. I see one cruising. I'm like, Dude, there's like four pounder right there. Get spooked by the boat. Dean's like, man, look at that carp over there. Wait, that's not, I don't know if that's... <laughs> look at that big carp. <laughs> that's a big carp. Like that. And then he's like, wait, I think that's a bass. I look at him like, no, I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm not sure what that is. And then all of a sudden it turns sideways and we're like... It's a giant. Oh, my gosh, it's a giant, dude. So we're sitting there and I flip out at this thing. It's just laying in the middle of this pocket. Right, just, just sunning. Just, just sunning, yeah. doing nothing. Like the water's dropping. It, it don't know where to go. Throw my jig by it. <clears throat> kind of looks at it. Yeah, I don't really want that. I'm hopping. It doesn't want. I throw back out, and I'm like, all right, I know how to catch this fish. I sight fish from for a lot back home, you know, between docks. And there's this one little deal where I just I'll crawl the jig like mm-hmm. a crayfish basically on the bottom. <clears throat> and the way that you just like get this thing to crawl and roll side to side, they just they gotta follow it. So I throw it out there, and she starts following, it, following, it, following, it, following. It. I kill it. She's following, following, following it. I kill it again. And then she like kind of nips at it. And I thought she picked because she poofed the sand. I, I lost my jig. Right. I set the hook and nothing's there. Oh crap! So she's close to the boat at this point. So I flip back out. Like, it's my last chance to catch it. So, so I crawl by her, crawl by her. She kind of gets on it, gets on it, gets on it. Just slow it down, and she sucks it up. <clears throat> set the hook. Okay. Get her in the boat. It's like a five and a half, six pounder. Right. Just, just giant. It's just like a, that. That's, that's sealed the deal. Yeah, I knew just that. Sealed the deal. I mean, you and yeah. you and Dean are just. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I was like, that's, yeah, yeah it's we just pretty much knew at that point that we won. That's awesome. <clears throat> we make it about, <laughs> the crazy thing is, too, make it like 20 feet past that. There's like an eight or nine oh, <laughs> just laying there, dude. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I cast that one, just darts, gone. Just, gone. just I'm not even a chance. And I'm like, all right, well. At least we got yeah, we, we got the we one. Need. So, yeah. but it was, I mean, there's more to the story, but it was just, it was one of those things when it's your time, it's your time, you know, and I was I was so, you know, elated to win and just crazy excited, but at the same time it was like <clears throat> I was almost bummed a little bit because this was Dean's very first college tournament. Right. I'm there's like, there's something to be said for knowing how hard a win is to get and yes. going through that and then coming in your very first college tournament <laughs> and getting that W. So you guys were on complete different ends of the spectrum. Yes. You're a senior, you we've been really, really close. <laughs> He's a freshman. Just, just having fun mm-hmm. and enjoying it. But doesn't take anything away from the win. No, it's just different it was perspectives. great. I mean, yeah, like you know, we both caught our equal share of fish, and you know, without him, we wouldn't have had you know weight on. I think it was a final day. He had two fish in the box, maybe, and 
Um, he had a couple others throughout the week too, but it's just hard with that style of fishing regardless because, you know, the person in the front of the boat with a, a you know, pre-spawn like that in the buck brush, you're going to get more bites. So yeah, just happens. Um, it felt bad for him because he knew he was kind of getting the short draw there, but he still he pulled his weight. Yeah, no, <laughs> right. And he, but he kept his head no, down. He, he fished hard, and dude, he put fish in the boat that we good man on so. the net. Oh my gosh, yeah. he made some scoops with that. That's, net. I'm I mean, gonna tell you right now. There's was, good GoPro footage. There is. He was a good. Ronnie scoop. put a whole thing together. So, yeah, that's uh, no, that was impressive. I mean, that was um, <clears throat> probably one of the bigger tournaments that Adrian's won. I know Chase and Cody won the Open, yeah, which was big. was huge on Kentucky Lake. But that Southern Tour is probably the second biggest, uh, or if not the biggest, win for the program, without a doubt. Just being in that that part of the country, That's going true. from the north to south, and well, having to compete against the, all those guys, and they're they're great anglers, a lot of great teams. But uh, it's just it's something to be said to leave your hometown, your right. home style, and, in, in a newer program, and go down there and hold your own. I think it just I feel I feel really good about that win because. No matter who you are, no matter if you're professional, doesn't matter if you are, you get help fishing, right? That's just how it is. Even if you're not trying to, you're just talking to a random guy at a bait shop, and he like, you know, it might not be anything crazy, but he just tells you a little hint, like whatever. I'm telling you right now, I literally had absolutely no help from anyone the entire week. Yeah. Never had, I never even talked to another competitor really to see like, oh, how are you guys catch up? Like, no preconceived I, notions. We didn't. That's... We couldn't. We were dealing with the trailer. We yeah. were like. We didn't chat with anyone at the bait store. I didn't talk to any of my buddies from other schools. Like, I was trying to fix a trailer. That was that. We fixed a trailer. Well, crap, it's game day. I guess we're going fishing. Like, mm. we're going to go figure them out. I know where I want to be. I know how I want to catch them. That's that. So it just, like, it just felt good in that sense that, like. To fall back on your own abilities. Right. And, and just have confidence fishing. in yeah. yeah. And, like, at the end of the week, dude, I had. I had local guys, like, they had a high school tournament coming up. I had, like, local high school kids, like, hey, man, where, where were you at? Where'd, Where'd you, you catch them? How'd you catch them? You know, I'm like, wow. How you boys catching them? Yeah, right? I'm like, yeah, oh, I got local <laughs> boys. All right. I guess yeah. I did all right. Yeah, for sure. No, that was, that was cool. And, and for me and you, looking at the, the tournaments we fished um, and just realizing all it takes to have it go right, um, it's just – it just has to go right sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes that that's simple. I mean, I know we we were really really close, and and sometimes the leaderboard leaderboard didn't say how close we were to putting it all together. Yep. Um, being literally in the same areas or the next pocket over, Gosh. or watching having one hooked. Having one hooked that would win the tournament three oh, times. That I, happens. It just has to go right. Day. It just really has to go right to to get that win. So for younger anglers out there. When you feel like you're close, but it hasn't happened yet, don't get discouraged. It's tough. It's real tough, and especially when the, the leaderboard says 60th or 70th, and you know that you were yeah. on the the first place fish yep. or around them. Dude, um, I mean, heck, you'd be ledge fishing. You know, yeah. you're on. I grabbed that winning school of fish, and I just didn't get there first. You know, so I had to back up to my other stuff. Like that happens. To, I mean, just so many things have to go right. It's just at the end of the day. I hate to say it, but there is luck. You know, it, there's definitely a luck of the draw. Like it just, it's got to go right. Yeah, so. there's a little bit of luck. I mean, let's, you know, to to touch on another Adrian win, Zach Graham and Jarrett Martin up at uh, Chautauqua oh my gosh. two years ago. Um, yeah. I mean, essentially found the winning fish riding around on a jet ski, going diving, mm-hmm. just swimming around. They were just taking a break. They're like, ah, yeah. we're gonna go, you know, ride some jet skis around the lake and just, uh, you know, basically cool off. Been fishing all day. We're gonna go you know mess around right and then just ended up seeing some grass patches that had 
rock and smallmouth all I think Jarrett literally had goggles on or yeah. something and was just like swimming or not goggles but whatever it was he was like jumping off the ski uh, ski do and just like swimming and was like yeah I saw like a big smallmouth sitting there yep. I was like oh cool yep. <laughs> like, alright yeah so they went back and caught like 16 pounds <laughs> in the first two hours there on a fluke and a popper which they had been throwing all summer everywhere winning oh everything gosh. they won so many tournaments that and summer yeah, that's just the kind of stuff that happens. I mean, when it's your time, it's your time. And, and the funny thing is, like, about those fish that they caught, they were near an area that Nick and I had seen a smallmouth cruising oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. And we literally went back there the next morning in practice and said, we're going to go try some topwater over these fish because they're up here cruising around. Yep. And we couldn't. We got, like, one 15 yeah, inch and we're like, man, this, we don't know. And then they find the same little juice just off of that. Like 50, 50 yards Like 50 away. yards, yeah. That and then it. come that's back and, and – you know, just got bit. How about, um, gosh, what was that term? Was it, uh, what was that really tough lake? Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on it. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Illinois, Clinton. Illinois, Clinton. Was that it? Clinton. Clinton Lake? Clinton. Uh, yeah. Power plant. Lake. Power plant. Yeah. So we're graphing down. This is like the, this is just how small and this like tiniest little things that can make the difference. I'm not saying we would have found these fish, but we probably would have marked some. I go down this break and we're graphing. And I decide, instead of going left down this break, I'm going to turn right down this break, right where the channel swing. It's a channel swing bank, textbook stuff. I turn right, we graph down 150 yards, graph over a little spring, bunch of small stuff, nothing worthwhile. If I'd have turned left and gone about 50 yards, <laughs> we'd have graphed over the winning school of fish that were sitting in a giant boulder, field, a boulder that field that we didn't even know that was we didn't there. Know was there. <laughs> and it's just yeah. like... That's tiny stuff, man. It's like, who knows? We might not even found them fish. I mean, that, you got to read or, your electronics, right? I, Catch them. But. Last year, Lake Erie, uh, when we got locked down in the bay in Sandusky. Oh, um, we were going for it. We were going to go for it in big waves, but they locked us down. But there was only a couple little rock jetty marinas out there towards the mouth. And we ran to one that we thought was good. And we were fishing it, and we caught a couple. And our teammates run past us, and they were coming to fish our area. Not our area, but that same bay. Oh, yeah. And then they, they saw us, so they went on to the next one and proceeded to catch, like, 65 fish and 17 pounds and win the tournament. Just crush them. And we're, and, and we're like, one literally, one you know, 500 away. yards away. That was our next area <laughs> we were going to nice go spot. to. We're like, we go up there and we're like, ah, they're already in there. Yeah, we're not going to go we'll in there. turn around. Meanwhile, they're just, you know, they're, they're, they're just destroying them. They're just them. So, yeah, a lot of stuff's got to go right, so don't get discouraged when yeah, things. I mean, it's gosh. It has no significance and no... Uh, dirt determination of your skills or anything like that. It's it's really a lot has to go right. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you this: like you know, you look at, at Caleb's career. He he never ended up seeing the deal. He didn't get a win during college. But I'll tell you right now, he's he's one of the you know he's in that top twenty percent of college anglers in the U.S. by far. I, by far, I'd like to think so, but who knows? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess he didn't get a win, but I, in my opinion, yes. And you know, I just happened to get lucky on a week and. You know, it just it happened for Jared and I for really no reason. It just it went right. So destiny. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the baits and stuff you used in that tournament. Um, just how you caught them. So actually, um, so the one of my favorite baits that I caught him on in that tournament, um, it was a jig, and it's actually by um, a guy that you know very well, um, Accent Baits. Yep. So he had just come out with this jig. I don't even know where I bought it. I bought it at like a store down there. And I'm like, oh man, accent. I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm like, I love the spinner baits and all that. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick some up. So, I picked up one of his jigs, a uh, half ounce, uh, black and blue. Only one. That was it. <laughs> and, of course. Uh, and then I had like a three quarter ounce, I think. And 
so I picked that up, and then I picked two up in a bluegill color. Um, so I fished those, and I still have that jig. It is so beat up. The weed guard looks like it looks like it just. I mean, it looks like I got it and just ran it across concrete for five minutes straight. You know, just destroyed. Just destroyed that jig. So I used mm-hmm. it was a half ounce black and blue um, with a sweet beaver on the back of it from Reaction Innovations. Um, use that, flipping that to all those cypress trees and, and key pieces of cover. And then I also had a um, an accent spinnerbait. Um, I went from an accent and a war eagle, switched back and forth between the two, um, mostly the accent that I used. And it was a, a three-quarter ounce um, spinnerbait. Um, I can't remember. It was like a shad color, basically, with a little bit of purple in it. It's like a sexy shad almost. And then... Um, what I did different was I changed out the blades. So instead of throwing your standard blade that comes on it, I up, I upsized to a seven. That's like a massive blade. So when you throw this thing, it, it you can really slow it down and um, and just get big bites on it. It's like the shad down there are big shad. So I figure I'll match the hatch. So I put a big blade on it, three quarter ounce, twenty pound line, um, and basically the way that you can use this thing to throw into this buck brush. It, you can almost pendulum it. It gets so heavy that you can like swing this thing way back into these, you know, into these buck brush, and it'll actually it's mm-hmm. so heavy it'll break. Like it'll break branches, right? Yeah. So you yeah. can just crush brush, get all the way back. Crush into brush, crush brush. <laughs> Bro, like we're that. how'd you catch it? We were crushing. Right? Crush brush. Yeah. <laughs> so you can just like fling this sucker way back in there and uh, slow roll it out, and you know that's kind of that's how we caught a lot. That's how we covered the water. So we would between key pieces of structure that we knew. Um, we're holding fish all week. You know, we'd he'd um, Jared would he'd flip in the back or he'd do something different, and I'd throw that big spinner bait. So I'd start covering water, and he'd throw like top water or you know a jig behind me and pitch to what he thought looked good, and then I would just as many casts as I could through this buck brush. Right. So, yep. You got to work as a team. Yeah. It worked out. That's pretty cool. Awesome. Yep. Well, that's. I mean, a lot goes into winning a tournament. Yeah. And. You're one of the few guys in college that have been able to do that. So, you know, for guys listening to this, trying to figure out how to win a tournament, um, this is pretty good advice, pretty good story. Keep your head up, man. Yep. You blow you blow an axle on the, you know, yep, second exactly. day. You get a whole day of I mean, whatever, man. I, I didn't even touch the water that day, but we made it work, you know. Yep. So. And we talked about that in our How to Fish in College series. It goes back to those intangibles. That's of, right. You know, and what Coach Borton has said is so important is to become an overcomer. Yeah. Persevere, overcome. Can you do that? Some guys would just totally mentally break down for the whole week when they lose an axle. Gosh. And that's that could be the small problem in your week. Yeah, and seriously. You could end up winning the tournament. <laughs> so definitely got to keep your head up, get out there on the water, and uh, keep going. No doubt about it. Absolutely. Good stuff. All right. Well, all right. appreciate that story. It was all right. You know, it's a little <laughs> long winded, but works out. It's uh. Yeah, I don't even know if half the guys that I fished against know of that story. I think I kind of tried to explain it on stage, but I'm like, how do I even? I can't even tell the whole story. I don't even know if I told the whole story in here. It's just yeah, you always forget bits yeah, and pieces. Yeah, there's so like, many things that happened, and then I mean, it was just a crazy whirlwind of a week, and for it to all work out, definitely something I'll never forget. That's for sure. But yeah, you guys can check out. There's like a little highlight reel that uh, Ronnie Moore put together. I think it's on. Um, Bassmaster's website. Um, yeah, we'll have to drop a link in our yeah. Instagram or Facebook or for sure. I think you watch this. it, you'd see the raw motion. I mean, how the day kind of went. You can I, there's a point I think where you can see me talking to the guy and that fish swimming off the jig, and you can watch me sight fish that real big one at the end of the day. Incredible! It's cool stuff. It is really cool stuff. All right. Well, 
we're gonna call that a call that a wrap on that. Yeah, so concluding thoughts and all is intangibles. Gotta have them. Overcomer. You know, you gotta you gotta push through the uh, the tough stuff. So yep, and don't be afraid to trust your gut, right? Yeah, exactly. Just go trust trust your knowledge, your gut, the way you look at a map, and just go for it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. something to be said for it. So, all right, everybody, be good out there. Yep, we'll talk soon, guys. Thanks.